Hi, it's Nikki here and I'm jumping in just before the episode begins to let you know that from the 5th to the 18th of September 2022, the doors are open to the Thrive First Method and you can join us anytime. The link is in the show notes or you can just head to www.tlb.org.uk forward slash TT checkout. To help you decide if it's right for you, I have recorded a series of podcast episodes. So that's from episode 94 to episode 97. And in these, I've covered every question I've been asked. I've brought on my clients as special guests so that you can hear what it's really like when we do this work together. So I hope whatever episode you're about to listen to today serves you, regardless of whether you're joining us or not. And if you are, I cannot wait to welcome you in. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 91 of the Inner Work Conversation. I think I got that right. I am Nikki Cross and today I want to talk to you about obligation-free time. Obligation-free time, listen, I'm not sure if this is a thing or if I've made it up. I haven't even Googled it, so um, there's that. (laughs) But that's what this episode is about and I want to talk to you about it today to see how you are, how you're structuring your week, how you're approaching your week. And I know in the last episode, I talked about why it might be that you might be holding yourself back from your goals. Today's episode is a little bit different in that it's less goals-centric and more you-centric. So let me explain. As a lot of you know, I have been working from home since 2017 without any kind of boss breathing down my neck, sort of wondering what I'm up to with the time that I'm spending. And as you know, in um, for the last two years, I've run my own business where there is no boss. I am the boss. And um, what that means is that I get to choose how I spend my time. And that is both freeing and excellent and also intimidating and quite scary because it makes you realise that the time that you are spending working on your business Um, It just makes you, it's made me very acutely aware of time and the way that I'm spending it. Now, if you've been around on the Inner Work conversation for a long time, you'll also know that in 2017, I lost my mum. And on New Year's Eve 2021, I lost my dad for for very different reasons um, and in very different ways as well. Um, My mum, my mum's loss was very sudden and a huge, huge heartbreak. My dad's loss was more of a heartbreak over time and a relief when he passed because he passed of dementia. Now, what has this got to do with obligation-free time, you might be wondering. Um, the reason that I bring sort of death up so early on in the episode is because one of the things that it made me acutely aware of is my own mortality. Um, and it really added some depth to the uh, concept of YOLO and it made me really deeply but very subconsciously become very aware of the way that I was spending my time, who I was being, who I was becoming and ultimately the very fact that we really do have one shot here, like this is not a rehearsal, You (laughs) you are living your life and you do not know what is around the corner and I don't say any of those things with any intention of adding any stress to any of you or, you know, to put the heebie-jeebies up anyone. But I am bringing it to this conversation because I want you to know that what I'm about to talk about in today's episode 
is much more than just how we spend our time and it's deeply rooted in the reverence for our own lives. I I genuinely do believe that because we are only here once, in this lifetime at least, and we only are getting this one shot, then that's the reason why your goals and your dreams are so important. That's the reason why I bang on all the time and will continue to do so about the way you are spending your time because I know and I have lived in moments of my life and phases of my life where I'll be honest, like I look back and I'm not proud of the way that I spent my time. I'm not proud of the the things, the thoughts that was driving me like fear and comparison and um, worrying about what people will say and all the rest of it. So yeah, so that's the intro. Today I want to talk to you about obligation free time. And I recently did a poll over on my Instagram asking you guys how much time you give yourself throughout your week that is obligation free. So let me just define what I mean by obligation free time. Obligation free time is literally what it says on the tin. It's not that you aren't allowed to do anything with that time. It's that you have this time scheduled into your week to you're not you're not meant to be doing anything as in it's obligation free you're not meant to be walking the dogs you're not meant to be taking a phone call you're not meant to be preparing for a meeting you're not meant to be working on your business you're not meant to be doing anything and what that then means is you can fill that time with whatever you choose to fill yourself with and i want to let you know from my personal experience what has come about from giving myself obligation-free time in times when I should, in inverted commas, be working or cleaning the house or doing something, right? So I want to start off by saying that obligation-free time for me has made room for grace. And grace has come up a lot in my own journaling lately in that... um, Oh, I'm getting a bit emotional. (laughs) In that it has shone a light on how you move, how I've been moving through life, right? So um, I'm going to talk about that in this episode today, but I want to really touch on the point that I wouldn't have had these abilities to acknowledge these things if it wasn't for obligation free time. Um, and other things as well, before I dive into the topic of grace, like really, really simple things too. Like I wouldn't have been able to creatively work through problems that I've got in my business and challenges that I'm experiencing at the moment, had it have not been for this obligation free time. Because I don't know about you, but when I use force and when I use pressure, which I can only explain feels like using my mind to force myself to work something out. It's a very much, I'm going to figure this out kind of feeling. Um, And what it looks like, if you were a fly on the wall, it would look like me sitting at my desk with my head in my hands, trying to use my mind to figure a situation out. Whereas what creating obligation free time has done for me in my business has given me the space required to step away step away from the challenge, step away from the problem. Think of a maths equation and think about when you really put pressure on yourself to figure it out, 
what that stress causes you to do. It causes you to feel stressed out and it causes your nervous system to tense up and your physical body to tense up. And I'm I'm sort of posing the question to you guys listening here and inviting you into how does that work for you? How does it look when you force yourself to work something out and to um, pressure yourself to get something done? Is that actually the best way for you? Or is that just what you've been conditioned to do? Is it actually more effective for you to step away and give yourself grace in the situation by moving away and zooming out and giving yourself a little bit of time to not put pressure on yourself and not force your way through challenge or adversity? Because what I've th- these are th- some of the things that I've written down in my own journaling that I'm going to share with you. What I've recognised for me that obligation free time has given me is the moment where I can clearly see it's like looking at yourself in moments. It's like you've gone outside of yourself and you can see yourself. There's a moment where you would have forced and spoken to yourself like shit just to get it done. Grace is the moment that you choose to support yourself. It graces the Grace is lifting yourself up when you've fallen down, not necessarily failed, but you're dealing with a moment of inner adversity. And that is normally the moment where you dishonor yourself. And dishonoring yourself, it it simply means like making yourself bad or wrong for the way you feel. It's shudding yourself, like the amount of clients that I work with who tell me how they feel and then the sentence after is, but I shouldn't feel like that. I And they're shaming themselves. And when they're doing that, they're dishonoring themselves. Your experiences, your feelings, good and bad, wanted and unwanted, convenient and inconvenient, they are all there for us to live and be who we really are. And yes, this has a lot to do with business because you are in your business. Even if you're in a job, you are the one in the job. You cannot separate yourself from who you are in your life and who you are in your business. So all of these experiences, the good, the bad, the wanted, the unwanted, they all exist as an invitation for us to honour ourselves. It's an invitation to honour ourselves. And when we choose to disregard that invitation and deny ourselves of that honour, it's the surest way for you to lose trust with yourself. It lacking that grace with yourself and with others, it comes out and you're easily able to identify it because you will be being rude. You'll be, you'll be bad mouthing. You'll be, um, having unhealthy expressions of rage and frustration and anger and being overly defensive. All of these things, you'll either be being that way with yourself or being that way about or with other people. And I know that you can relate to this. I know that there have been times where you've been complaining or stuck in victim mode. And what I'm inviting you to do in today's episode with obligation free time is to connect back to yourself. Because if you don't ever stop to acknowledge your own patterns, then how are you ever going to break them? If you don't ever stop to think, hang on a minute, this is a trend that I can see myself going through from, you know, week to week, month to month, year to year. I can see this as a trend in my thinking. I can see this as a trend in my way of being. And if you don't ever stop to acknowledge that, how will you ever break that? Because you are the one thing that you cannot run away from. As much as we might try to hold situations or other people accountable for our feelings and our actions or our inactions, you know, we hold situations accountable for um, 
the way that we behave. You know, I only did this because of the recession. I only behaved in that way because they cut me up on the motorway. The most gracious thing that we can do for ourselves is to take full responsibility for ourselves. How we feel, the stories that are running on our head on repeat that keep us stuck and the actions that we do and don't take. And so many of you are blaming time for not being able to do that. Well, I, I would do that, but I haven't got the time to. You see what it is, I'm so busy that I haven't got the time to sit with myself. Our thoughts about ourselves they will tell us everything that we need to know. But the majority of us don't create, don't carve out time to stop and listen. We don't take time to check in. I am someone who has a tendency to and can fall into the trap of being busy, just being busy, because being busy allows me the false benefits of avoiding myself, avoiding my discomfort, avoiding who I want I look in the mirror and I don't want to see. I actually had a client of mine once tell me that I was making her feel bad for asking her what thoughts she was thinking about herself. And through that call, as resistant as she was to it, she realised that the thoughts I was asking her to bring into awareness, they were there all along. But the weight of those thoughts was making her feel sad and exhausted outside of our cause because she was carrying them around in this rucksack instead of unpacking the rucksack and staring at them face to face. You know, this is the work, finding the grace within ourselves to not repress the way we feel, but bravely face the way we feel. Yeah, that includes the shit you would rather not, the shit that feels inconvenient to feel the anger, the frustration, we all have those moments, we all have those times, even phases, but when we ignore them, what happens is we actually can't see the issue at hand, we can only see the symptoms of it, because we all have darkness, we all have states that we would rather not be in, and taking responsibility for that rather than looking for a reason for it is where it's at. Looking for a reason for why do I feel the way I feel will lead you down a path of trying to solve the wrong problem. And it's only in creating obligation-free time that you can actually spend time with yourself, yeah? So for those of you who run your own businesses and you, like me, have to create content, this is even going as far as to say, you're not spending this time with yourself so you can take the lesson and post it to Instagram or post it on a podcast. This is time for you with you. And yeah, sure, you might, <laughs> you know, much lighter than this episode, you might choose to spend that obligation time cleaning the house. You might choose to spend that obligation time going for a walk or going to the gym or, I don't know, preparing some food prep for the, for the rest of the week. But what I'm inviting you to consider and that the reason that I'm inviting you to consider what I'm about to say is the most beneficial, valuable and deeply useful experience that I have had of choosing to use my obligation free time on connecting with myself and being with the parts of myself that I would rather not be with has meant that I am more resourceful when I turn up in my business because I am more connected to myself. I trust myself more that I've got my own back even when I'm behaving in ways that I would rather not because I've taken the time to be with myself. 
outside of my business. So when it comes to challenge and adversity in my business, what doesn't happen so much anymore for me is I go on these thought loops and these behavioral patterns on repeat of sabotaging myself because I know how to spot them. I know how to recognize that they're about to begin and I'm able to intervene in those moments where the cycle is about to happen. It takes for us to become comfortable in our own discomfort, not the discomfort of going after a goal or not the discomfort of having difficult conversations with others or all of these external things, just becoming comfortable with the discomfort of being with ourselves rather than deflecting. It's about self-honesty. It's about cultivating the moments of stillness and awareness of your own thoughts. How can you cultivate that? How can you create a moment of stillness? Obligation-free time doesn't have to be an hour. It could be 10 minutes. Can you sit in meditation? Can you just sit still? <laughs> like, Forget the word meditation. That can seem um, overwhelming to some people. Forget it. Like, Just sit in stillness. Journal. But you're not, please know, you are going to want to resist it. You are not, not going to want to do it. I sometimes don't want to sit with myself. I find myself unbearable <laughs> sometimes. And I'm not just saying that for the microphone for this episode. I genuinely sometimes get so pissed off with myself that I would rather go and eat something to numb out. I would rather go and do something that means that I don't have to be with myself. So you're not going to want to do it. It takes for you to be intentional. And it has saved me forcing myself to sit with myself has saved me because in those moments I am accountable. I am not blaming anything outside of myself for the way that I feel. Taking full responsibility for the energy I choose to carry into my life, into my relationships, into my business. When I walk down the road, when I'm driving in my car and someone cuts me up, taking responsibility for that energy, that is where grace can step in. And when I learn to let go when I learn to let go of who I should be in any given moment and just be grateful for where I'm at or where I should be in any given moment. How many times have you found yourself comparing your part of your journey to their part of their journey and how many follows that they've got and where they're up to in their career and what job title they've got and what location they live in, what postcode have they got, what house have they got, what car do they drive, what salary do they have? When you learn to let go of all of that, and be grateful for where you are at in your journey and who you are becoming. I know that so many of you, by the way, started this episode referring to my mum and dad passing. And I know that so many of you might wonder, like, why does she talk about that all the time? It's not so much because of losing them. Because my own grief journey has taken me through what I needed to go through. It's more so for the awareness of our own mortality. I want to be that reminder to you. I want to be the person who's like, do you know what? You, yo, low, you are only here once. I want you to connect with a deeper reverence from your, for your own life. Add depth to that shit. Don't just wake up every single day like, oh, well, better go and do that again. Do what? Do what? What are you here for? And if it's not to connect with yourself and to actually have the opportunity to be aware, but grounded, to to let go and be more accepting of who you are, becoming patient with your own journey. And instead of having this underlying intensity about where you're going and what destination you're going to arrive at, just to live lightly and deeply, connecting to what you want along the way. 
being alert and calm? Don't you want to feel connected to yourself? Because that's the thing about the work that we do. I'm not telling you that your life is going to change. Your life is probably going to be full of ups and downs. Same as mine. What we're not doing is saying your life is going to change. What, what we are saying is this work is inviting you into how you approach your life and how you respond to the situations in your life, both good and bad. We are accepting that there is going to be challenge, there's going to be adversity, there's going to be all of the human experiences that we are here to have, the roughness, the grit, how we approach these situations is what makes the difference. Are you going to bark the unkind words at others, at yourself? Are you going to be careful with your own heart and with theirs? Are you, or are you just going to ignore it? Are you just going to pretend that it doesn't exist just until you've got that promotion and then you'll think about looking after yourself? What about your vessel? How are you looking after that? This is what obligation free time can afford you. Asking yourself these questions. Are you going to learn how to be kind to yourself when you deliver that honest truth to yourself, to others? No matter how you or them behave, are you going to treat yourself or them with dignity? There are going to be moments in your life that stop you in your tracks. And these moments might not be the significant ones. I know that I have mentioned in a previous episode, one of the most significant times of my life is when I was driving my mum to the hospital, not knowing that she wasn't coming out again. She was clearly in a significant amount of pain and she was in my passenger seat and we were at the traffic lights at Arrow Park Hospital. You all know which where that is if you live on the Wirral too. And we were at the traffic lights and these kids, just as the lights turned green, they stepped out in front of my car. This boy and this girl, they were only young and they started laughing and I was about to lose my shit, like about to lose my shit because how dare they? How dare they step out in front of my car and have such a... Uh, insignificant approach to their own lives. They could have got run over when my own mum is sat in the passenger seat, potentially losing hers. How dare they? And my mum just reached across and grabbed my hand and said, just leave it, Nick. Just leave it. And it made me realise in that moment that that is grace. They'll learn their lesson. That's their journey. You know, those kids, they were just being kids. (laughs) No big deal. They didn't know what was going on inside of my car. And the moment that she said, just leave it, was the moment I realised that you don't have to be in control of everyone else's lesson. And anyway, there will be moments like that one in your life. And they are the smallest moments that you could easily blink and miss. You could easily just let them go or pass them off as like, oh yeah, that thing that happened. And they'll often involve someone or an animal or a child and you'll learn a lesson from them in that moment. And for me, I have four tattoos um, and each one of those tattoos represents one of those times. And some people don't even know what these tattoos actually symbolise. That doesn't matter. I know. I know what they mean. And what I'm trying to get across to you is in these moments of obligation free time that you are or are not carving out for yourself. Hopefully this episode is encouraging you to carve out some obligation free time for yourself and to continue doing that. But it's about how we notice these moments in our lives and what lessons we take and how we support ourselves through the times that we would rather abandon ourselves. We would rather should ourselves. We would rather go and numb ourselves out by scrolling or eating 
Because living is for living. It's experiencing it all. Being in business especially, that's going to teach you things about yourself. The fa- It's like a, for me, like being a business owner is like a bloody fast track to spiritual development, you know? <laughs> but the point is we've all felt it. We've all felt the moments where we give ourselves shit and the moments where we support ourselves. And it's on us to cultivate more of the moments where we support ourselves. And only you know how to do that. Only you know in those moments where you're suffering inside, maybe you're angry, frustrated with yourself, maybe you are upset, maybe you're lost and confused, or maybe you're navigating uncertainty, whatever suffering you're going through, only you know how to transcend that. And that is just a fancy way of saying, how do you meet yourself in that darkness? Do you go for a walk? Do you journal and get your thoughts down on paper? Do you move your body? Do you go to the gym? Do you dance? Do you practice EFT or breathwork? Or do you just put on your favorite queen or prodigy song and get lost in it? Because how you meet yourself in those moments, it matters. It takes you further away from yourself or closer to yourself. And that shit matters because you really are only here once. And if you're not pausing and listening and connecting to yourself, where are you headed? If you keep pursuing all of these external goals that are just really very noisy, And you're not actually carving those moments out in your week to connect to yourself, but you're always just being on for other people. You're being on for your business. You're being on as a wife. You're being on as a mother, as a dog owner, as the person who's responsible for doing the insurances. Whatever whatever obligations you are on for, what happens if you carve out some obligation free time? Who will you become in those moments? We all know someone who isn't here anymore and doesn't have the opportunities that you have if you're listening to this episode. You are here and you are always available for you if you let yourself be, if you give yourself the time to be with yourself. You are with you at all times. Isn't it time to start loving yourself? Isn't it time to start supporting yourself and truly listening and connecting with yourself? Because let me tell you, Everything that I've explained in this episode today, some of it has been out of my heart and out of my head, just off the cuff. And some of it has been actually reading from the words in my own journal. So I encourage you, this episode is here today to encourage you, set obligation free time. There is so many different angles I could have approached this episode from. I could easily, easily do another episode on how obligation free time will make you be more creatively resourceful in your business. How obligation-free time will help you to figure out problems in your business and will help you to create confidence in how you come across to other people. Obligation-free time is epic, but it requires you to make the decision to do it, right? If you want to know more about like how to approach obligation-free time, how to just do it, I encourage you to get in touch with me. DM me over on Instagram send me an email. And if you want to actually learn how to create space in your week, how to do this work, this is what we do in the Thrive First Method. To me, thriving first looks like having obligation-free time in my week without negotiate, like non-negotiable, without negotiation. And it's only through practicing the Thrive First Method that I've realized how important this is for me to have. So, if this resonates with you, I am encouraging you to get your name. If this, if you're listening to this episode before September 2022, 
get your name on the register your interest list. I will be in touch with you with more details about how you can join the Thrive First Method. If you're listening to this after 2022 September, then you are going to find the link in the show notes takes you straight to the page to join. But regardless of that, I hope this episode has served you today. I want you to always remember I am always cheering you on and I hope that you are cheering yourself on too through the actions you do and don't take, through the ways that you speak to yourself, through the obligation-free time that you create for yourself in life and in business.